Poe is best remembered for his tales of terror and haunting stories and poems. He is credited as one of the earliest writers of short stories, the inventor of the modern detective story, and an innovator in the genre of science fiction. He's also considered a bit of a mystery, but a lot of what we know of Poe comes from a biography written of him by his arch enemy. At least that's what literary historian Melissa Breyer writes. She says, and I quote, Upon the mysterious death of America's master of mystery in the macabre, the literary rival of Edgar Allan Poe wrote a scathing obituary and biography of the author. However, much of what was written by Poe's foe, Rufus Griswold, was untrue. Vengeful over things Poe had written about Griswold, the latter's postmortem portrait of Poe, painted him as a womanizing madman, drug-addled and bereft of both morals and friends. Although far from the truth, many of Griswold's distortions stuck. It was the only biography of Poe at the time, and a well-read one at that. And in combination with the tone of some of Poe's works, it was convincing to a public wanting to believe in the scandalous darkness of the writer. Even though purported letters from Poe to Griswold proving his lunacy were later found to be forged. Hmm. Fake news. And Poe's friendly vehemently denied the salacious slander. To this day, the image of Poe as a raving odd bird persists. Unquote. Thank you, Melissa Breyer. Greetings and welcome to the Teaching ALA podcast where this summer we combine my two favorite things, literature and summer vacation. Get ready for some literary quotes. Today's literary quote of the day comes from one of Poe's most famous stories and perhaps one that uh, got him the reputation as being a little bit loopy. It's called The Black Cat. I aimed a blow at the animal, but this blow was arrested by the hand of my wife, goaded by the interference into a rage more demoniacal. I withdrew my arm from her grasp and buried the axe in her brain, unquote. Something about this line in The Black Cat makes me giddy. Not because I plan on putting an axe in my wife's head. It's just that this, this is so well written and sudden and shocking and delightful. I hate that cat. It torments our drunk, insane, abusive narrator. And I'll be honest with you, that cat deserved to die. If it weren't for that meddling wife of his, he would have rid himself and the world of that demoniacal cat forever. But no, she had to prevent him from murdering the fiendish feline. Of course, it is possible that the narrator is just plain nuts and that the image of a hanged cat had not really appeared on the wall of his burned-down house. Perhaps an identical cat did not appear to him during a drunken stupor and followed him home, and perhaps a portion of the cat's fur did not turn white in the shape of the gallows. In fact, it's possible none of this happened, and the narrator was just a psychopathic killer. Or maybe I'm just reading in too much into this. You might be wondering why I would read Poe in the summer. His stories are a bit gruesome and not really vibing with the beach mode or mountain mode, which I'm trying to uh, get. But then after a bit, I started wondering, actually, why aren't you quoting Poe at your summer get-togethers? How about blasting this uh, just-read quote at your family reunion, eh? People also wonder why I do podcasts, create website content, and write lesson plans during the summer. And of course, my question to them is, why aren't you doing podcasts, creating website content, and writing lesson plans during the summer? Now, most of my friends aren't actually teachers, so they give me a strange look. If you're looking to make your summer a little more productive, or perhaps you want to free up some time and not take the metaphorical axe to the head in the fall, I've got great news. I have created a course specifically designed for ELA teachers on how to create a semester's worth of lesson plans in just a few days. You have a lot of time right now. So imagine having all your lesson plans done for the entire first semester, even the entire year on the first day of school. Imagine that. I'm going to put a link in the show notes for anyone interested in checking out my video course. Details how I create you, blah, blah, blah. It's the title self-explanatory. There's a link in the show notes. 
Now, maybe you really don't want to think about creating short story novel or poetry unit plans in the summer. It just so happens that I have a ton of short story novel or poetry unit plans at ELA Comic Core Lesson Plans.com. We're open 24 hours and every day that the internet exists. And if you're listening to this, there's a good chance the internet still exists. Thank goodness. Actually, if the world still exists, <laughs> the internet must exist, right? Because once the internet goes, the whole world's going to burst into flames. Here's another fun fact about Mr. Poe. He was born Edgar Poe in Boston in 1809. His parents were both actors. His parents were performing in Shakespeare's King Lear the year he was born, leading to speculation that he was named for the play's Earl of Gloucester's son, Edgar. Eh, I didn't even know that. I wrote this podcast script and I forgot. Forgot that. Earl of Gloucester. I already shared with you a brief analysis of one of the story's more famous lines, but I thought I'd take this time to share a little more insight. It's about teaching suspense in the black cat. So if you know someone who doesn't like Edgar Allan Poe, first of all, make fun of him. Then check out uh, Teach This Lesson Plan about teaching suspense using the black cat. That was very poorly spoken. I'm going to leave it in here just to show you that you all think about this. This lorcher, he's suave and debonair, but I do make mistakes. And that was a horribly worded introduction to this suspense lesson plan. But here's how it works. Expert writers, and I think it's safe to say that Poe was an expert at creating suspense in his short stories, used three primary methods for creating suspense. Dangerous action. We know what dangerous action is. Pacing. That is, we get to the suspenseful part, and then the writer makes us wait. Like in the telltale heart when the narrator sticks his head in, and then waits, and then waits, and then waits, and all this time we're waiting for the narrator to get rid of that old man in his eye. And the third is foreshadowing. We all know what foreshadowing is. Little chart, you know, identify some suspenseful parts of the story and then analyze how Poe created that suspense. You know, my dad liked teaching suspense. Uh, my, he's, he's no longer with us. He's uh, passed on. But when I was four years old, he'd turn off the lights, hide behind the couch and scare me as I walked by. One day I was carrying an axe up the cellar stairs. He thought he'd do the old teaching suspense by hiding behind the couch, turning off the lights and scaring my son trick. That's when I buried the axe into his skull. <laughs> I then drained his blood, chopped him up, and buried him under the floorboards of my bedroom. Don't tell my mom. She thinks the old guy ran off with the woman down the street who also disappeared. I walled her up in the catacombs under my house. And just teaching the black cat reminded me of those incidents. And if you want to teach suspense, use the story. Don't use, you know, what my dad did. Yeah, there's more, but it's summer. I'll leave the rest up to you. Takeaways. One can easily infer that Poe was a wee bit unstable based on passages like the one we read. It's not necessarily true. Two, this is a great short story any time of year, not just Halloween. All right, I'm not going to say that was my best podcast episode. It was a little bit dark, a little bit morbid, but uh, here we go. We're done. Hope you're enjoying your summer. I know I am. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 